Now, every now and again, the sporting world kind of gives us a unique individual, or at times individuals with unique life-changing stories, kind of touching the core of our hearts and also inspiring us uh, to be better. And of course, for us to do better. Isn't that a great thing? But the kind of individuals that uh, Madiba had in mind when he said sport has the power uh, to unite people, like nothing else, the kind who sweat blood and tears to make the world a better place. And we've got such an individual, very young, determined woman, who embarked on a never-done, never-achieved initiative, achieving remarkable feats along the way. And I repeat again, you run seven marathons in seven different continents, all in seven consecutive days to raise money for an initiative in Matubatuba Primary School. Now she also deserves a pat on the back for becoming Africa's first woman to do so. She also deserves to be right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide telling her remarkable as well as inspiring story like nobody else can. Lontutugo. Gapi is that person. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm great, thanks, Robert. A little bit of flu, but I'm good. I was about to say that voice needs a holes, it needs a rest, it needs seven <laughs> consecutive days of sleep. Maybe not on seven consecutive beds, but on your bed for seven days. <laughs> Welcome back home. Thank you so very much. It's great to be back home. Why the madness? When I saw this a couple of days ago, I, I had to do a double take and think, no man, this, this is not this is not possible. Firstly, your reason, and I just spoke about the reason, yes, it's about raising an awareness, raising money, uh, the primary school itself, but the initiative itself, which has never been done, and well done on being the first African woman to ever achieve such a, a feat. Thank you so very much, Robert. I appreciate it. What, what inspired you? Um, actually, it's two things, Robert. Uh, one is the one you've touched on. I actually also myself came from a rural village in Seleni. So um, having seen the school and the difficulties, uh, the children, 657 men under it reminded me of my childhood, and I looked at it and I said, you know, um, it's actually quite uh, moving to think about the fact that these children are expected to excel like other children who've got opportunities, yet they're learning under such dire conditions. And I really believe that, you know, um, genius is equally distributed, but opportunities are not. And my vision was to actually give those children and many more to follow a fair chance to succeed by giving them decent learning infrastructure. So that was one motivation. The second motivation, Robert, I believed that uh, running seven marathons on seven continents in seven days, being Africa's very first female to do so, then on its own, whether you're disadvantaged or not, it sends a message of hope. It makes one believe that, you know what, what is impossible? Is there something impossible? It gives one hope. It makes people want to face their fears and do more daring things. I really invite people to live their lives boldly 
and do the things that scares them the most. Oh, that would scare me, just you mentioning it. I was scared when I was mentioning it, but you mentioning it even brings the fear that much more. I, I will touch on what you do professionally because that alone is also going to make people have car accidents while they're driving. But when do you find the time in this busy schedule that you have to be number one, physically fit and to be in this peak condition to embark on such a feat? To be quite honest with you, Robert, uh, time is such a, a very interesting concept. It's delusional in nature. It's an illusion. We always believe we don't have time. And I believe that is an illusion. The day you ponder on the shortness of life, you would really start living your life differently. That is remarkable. So I ponder, I really, really, uh, Robert, ponder a lot mm. on the shortness of time. So the time I have, I really make the best use of it. What inspires you? I mean, you sound like somebody who's driven internally, who's driven by life experiences, who's driven maybe to achieve that that wasn't achieved by somebody else that you might have known. I, I don't know. I'm just taking a wild shot here. It'll be very obviously difficult to say one thing that inspires me. But I always say I, I believe I'm a very, in a way, spiritual person. I connect a lot with my soul. I do things that connect me with my soul, like running, like hiking, meditating, a little bit of swimming. And I also read books that really are designed to connect one with their life. I'm currently reading a book titled The Seat of the Soul. There was a book I read not so long ago around the power of now. So I really try to live my life knowing that, you know, um, you only live once. That's the fact, you know. And I believe that once is enough. I don't want to come back and relive. So and I live my life in a manner that I believe that for a day I've done my best. Oh, and your best is, is, is remarkable, though. 0605842250. If you have any questions, any comments to make, because trust me, um, as this Nuntutugo speaks, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. Um, of what she's achieved. I'm also in awe of the fact that that marathon that everybody talks about that happens annually here in this country that draws so many figures from around the world, she's been a part of that. Comrades Marathon, how many times? I mean, you're a gold medalist. No, not at all. I've only done them <laughs> five times. And my fastest time was a zero and eight hours, 53. And that's another interesting thing, Robert. Many people, they... They really want to think of me as an athlete. I'm actually not an athlete. I see an athlete as a profession. I run to impact lives. I have now started to run to change lives of children from rural areas. So that's really now my purpose, to run to impact lives. So my running is not so much about performance, but it's so much about inspiring and changing lives. You're not an athlete, I know. That's why I said parked and and please don't tell me what you do professionally <laughs> i will tell the listeners what you do professionally and what you have studied so we term you as not an athlete professionally so we digest mm. that what, what what about comrades you said you've done five of them yes i've done five this year i do my sixth and you've completed all of them i've completed all of them yes medals you have at home to prove and that is great now what about the world tour ultra trail cape town 100 kilometers. 
In fact, you've asked something so interesting. Last year, I did the Alpha Trail Cape Town 65. And this year, I'll be going for 100. Oh. Because uh, last year, I must be honest with you, I was talking about facing your fear. But last year, I sort of gave in into my fear. I was like, I want to do 100. Uh, but I thought, mm, maybe let me start with 60 and see. And I went and did 65. It was demanding. It was challenging. And I want to go back for more. You're a sucker for punishment. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I, I hear you ended up somewhere in Antarctica as well. Oh, yes. That was so difficult, Robert. I must say it was the hardest marathon of the seven. Antarctica. We were supposed to fly out on the 5th to start our marathon on the 6th. The start is always in Antarctica because the weather in Antarctica is so unpredictable. And this challenge, it's all about running the seven marathons within 168 hours, which is seven days. Sure. So we start with Antarctica so that if we get there and the weather is bad, we need to sleep there, the seven days is not impacted. Oh, I see. So on the 5th, when we're supposed to go, uh, we were going to use a, a, a private charter plane, and the pilot said the weather is bad, there is no way we'll be able to land. We were at the airport already, it was around about uh, 9 p.m. We had to go back to our hotel in Cape Town. The following day, at 10 a.m., we got a message from the race director, the weather is still bad. This means we will have to start with Africa. For the first time, we'll start our marathon in Cape Town. We ran at 7 p.m. on the 6th of Feb, and then after that, in the morning on the 7th, we had to go to Antarctica. We couldn't use a normal plane. They had to get us a Russian military aircraft that would be able to land. Robert, we got there. I just could not believe that we'd be able to run. The wind, the gale mm. wind was unbelievable. We hung around for three hours hoping the weather would get better, but it didn't. So we had to face it as it is. It was the toughest marathon of my life. Whereby, Robert, your water that you are hoping you're going to drink turn into ice. You. Your hands, you believe that your hands have become dysfunctional. When I finished running, I couldn't even remove my glass. I had to be assisted to remove my glass. It was such a tough marathon of my life. I'm glad I survived. I mean, there were few people, obviously, who fell on the ice, on the snow, and really injured themselves and couldn't continue. I really felt I was blessed to finish because it's, it's not a condition that I, I train under. So I was really fortunate to finish Antarctica. All right. In, in, in brief, you're sending chills, and, and I'm having visuals here of how to document your life already. Your, your life is far from over, but I'm already visualizing how a person can do this. We are in a country that is very short, Sisnondutugo, uh, of inspirational people people like yourself. This country is very short on people that do things. It's a country that is full of what you see in Parliament, people that make a noise, that take us nowhere, that throw insults at each other, that do nothing to advance the purposes of why we are on this earth. You have found your purpose as a non-athlete to do this that you are doing now. So when you say seven different continents... I know you've kind of summed it up now. So for a layman like me and everybody else that's listening, take me through number one, number two, through to number seven, just very briefly in terms of where you start, where you finish, and where these places are. The first one was in Africa, South Africa in Cape Town. We're running along the promenade in Cape Town, beautiful view. The second one was Antarctica. 
We did the 42 day and it's no really in Antarctica is nothing else other than snow when we're running. Even the aircraft landed exactly on snow when we're running. We finished Antarctica. It was very interesting because we were already running out of time. We finished running. We couldn't shower. We had to fly straight to Australia, Perth, and run a marathon there in Perth. After Perth, we, we flew to Asia, Dubai, for uh, another marathon. After Dubai, we went to Europe, to Spain, in Madrid. After Madrid, we went to South America, in Brazil, in Fortaleza, and then the last marathon in North America, in Miami. That's where we concluded our seventh marathon. And how did you feel at the end of this? I mean, you just get exhausted from traveling, never mind running. Absolutely. I mean, we flew approximately 80, 80 hours, eight zero hours, and we over the seven days, we only had a shower only three times wow. because we were pressed in terms of time. So, I mean, like I said, Antarctica, we ran, finished, and we had to fly to Cape Town to get our bags and fly 18 hours to Australia without a shower, run in Australia without a shower, you will only shower afterwards. So really, it was, it was quite an amazing journey. When I crossed the finish line in Miami, I just could not believe what has unfolded. You know, I was still pinching myself, have I really finished? Did I really go through this? When I went to a hotel in Miami, I opened my hotel room. When I found a bed, I cried. I said, I will sleep on a bed. And this is my bed. I walked around, I opened shower and said, today I'm going to shower. Oh my God, what a blessing. Yeah. And I'm sure you showered. I'm sure you sh- you saw a sign that says, help us to save water. What? No, you, put that, <laughs> you put that sign under the bed no, and you I said, 30 minutes. Ziaboya. <laughs> yes, I'm saved water for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> you had to make up for that. My goodness. I mean, that is, that is ridiculous. And just, from a, a, a physical, physiology perspective, how were you at the end of that? Because I would imagine that there would be somebody who would check on you, check your heart rate, check uh, whether everything from a muscular perspective is intact. What was the prognosis at the time? Yes, we had a, a rescue doctor, the doctor that they normally use on things like uh, Mount Everest, North Pole, etc. Because there was like 36 of us, I think he was just relying on looking at you as you run and whether you are okay or not. So he didn't get to consult me. I mean, I was fortunate, Robert, I must really say, because I got position four overall from the race. And on the last one, I got position three. So I think as we continued running, I was getting strong. I really, I I think, you know, I I must say, um, I do draw on a lot. There is a scripture that talks about those who trust in the Lord, they are their strength gets renewed every day. They will run without being weary, and they will walk without fainting. Really, it happened because he didn't need to see me at all because I was feeling absolutely fine. Yes, tired, but absolutely fine. Now, this absolutely fine lady that I'm chatting to right now, and I said I'm going to leave this till the end, she's not an athlete. We've heard that. She's told us. Now, let me be the one to tell the people that you are an executive member in Richards Bay Coal Terminal. You're a registered industrial psychologist by profession, registered with the HPCSA. You hold a master's degree in industrial psychology. You have advanced business management diploma from ESMT in Berlin, Germany, as well as Gibbs and Rowlands Business School in Florida, United States of America. 
You hold the position of General Manager, Human Resources at the Richards Bay Coal Terminal Limited. And, I, you know, I, I, I can go on about your achievements, and, and there's plenty. I've just summarized them because... There must be a perspective. And when you do great in trying to raise 3.5 million rand towards the renovation of a primary school in Guazulu Natal, and you do something like this, which is so challenging to you as an individual, to the body, you take the blows, you take the knocks, you make history in the process, you come out with just a touch of flu, which we all understand from traveling, from different climates, etc., can only be given to a human being who has a heart like yours. How close are we to the 3.5 million? Um, I believe we're really headed for it. We're currently sitting at 1.6 million. Today, someone made my day. I will actually mention them because uh, they are a local business uh, that is Bitvest, uh, who wrote me an email and said, we read your story, we love what you've done, would like to assist you in building and renovating, keeping going to primary school, would actually like to donate 250000 So today they've taken me from 1.6 to really 1.85. So I believe that, I mean, especially after the run, many souls have been touched by the cause, but also by what the human spirit is capable of so I do still invite people to come on board to help me get to the 3.5 because we still have, obviously, uh, some mileage to cover to get to 3.5 from 1.85 right now. So I really invite people to come on board and support the cause. It's a worthwhile cause where you will change lives for a lifetime. I honestly believe that education is the answer to many societal problems that we see in South Africa where the country is so unequal. Well, I know that if uh, Panyaza Lusufi was the MEC, he would be on his way to an ATM to deposit some money. Uh, but he is also very, very passionate about such initiatives. And I know a lot of highly astute people in the world of business listen to this show. And if there's anything they can do by putting aside and forfeiting their expensive whiskeys and red wines for a month, and they even just take that 150,000 rand and they uh, they give it towards this cause. And hopefully by tomorrow we can say, you know what, South Africa, we've reached 3.5 million. I would be the happiest person um, on this earth to have assisted in a minute way. But ours is to tell the story because, like I said earlier, such stories are never given prominence, and it's very sad. Siamiani says, I'm so emotional about what Sister Ndutugo uh, did for the primary school that I come from, in Matuba Duba, uh, Gundunzi area. says, hearing her story and her passion about those kids is such an amazing mentality, challenging commitment uh, that she was able to pull off. Big respect and inspirational. Um, Usulemachu says that when I read Nondu's story, I was inspired and terrified at the same time. It sounded impossible. I don't think I will attempt it in my lifetime. How many runners participate in this kind of challenge? And then Umonju very jokingly says, well, hi, Rob, this is from me to the champ. Take that for the flu. Well done. 
for your feet, MSW. Uh, was Tumeli extra strong? Yeah, he's extra strong. Triple X mint. Uche Dinga for Umpimba. I want to take a quick break, Sisnundu, if you don't mind. Um, I'll come back. We'll wrap up the conversation. We'll take some voice notes. Uh, I just think that people in South Africa are, are moved, as we all should be, uh, because, wow. Yeah, Robert, you are speaking to me, so you're in Pongola. Can you ask your guests to send to there? I hear Tuguti are dependent on sports, but on a career beside the sport. So, what advice can she give to a younger generation that depend on sports? Those who see sport as the only way of living. We all know what sport is um, a very short, I mean, short, short thing, you know. So, what advice can she give to Abandaba involved with sport going forward in the future? Hi Rob, my name is Igilai from Bloemfontein. I just like to say I'm so happy for that lady you got there because he's tougher than a, a lot of men I know, including myself. I wouldn't survive in cold conditions. So I salute her for that. Thanks Rob. Hey Robert. Bunjan, Oh well Rob, I'm ready. I'm ready to vote for this lady. I need now three hundred of this type of ladies to, to lead us, especially in Parliament. And she'll be the president. Not this speakering that is happening in Parliament. People with huge egos. People there, they go to parliament to nest their egos. These are the people we need in South Africa to take our country forward. You know, this lady does not sit, sit and, and, and talk and talk. He does something when he sees a problem. Not what is happening. We need people like her. I, I, I cannot thank her enough, Rob. Thanks, Rob. This sounds so nostalgic. Uh, good evening, Rob. Um, I'm very touched about what Umama is doing. Um, if you can look these days, um, everyone do something to get something in return. So it's rare to find people who want to improve other people's lives. People, they want to improve their own lives. And it's not, it's not going to work like that in life because you need people as well um, to, to, to achieve or, or to get where you want to be. You can't do everything on your own. So I'm saying to Umama, um, keep it up and Unkulungula Wandi all right, thank you so much for the voice notes. Uh, Edward Temba on Twitter says, you know, it as a way of showing forgiveness uh, for the uh, GBV rants in Parliament, all the members of Parliament, as well as Boy, who's getting sued by EFF, should donate 5 million rand to this wonderful initiative uh, from Sisnondu. Uh, thank you so much. Re Nosisa says, well, 
if all sheroes were capes, uh, was a person, Nondutugo would be this one. And, well, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, Panda in Pretoria, good evening. Hi, Rob, how are you? I'm very good, thanks, man. Very quickly, Rob, yeah. So inspired, quick one. Right? I like what Nondutugo is doing. I just want Nondutugo to give us, to give me a formula. Because me too, I'm a runner. I'm also a triathlete doing this Ironman. But I want to do similar things for our schools that are from a previous disadvantage. What can I do? Do I need to be an executive, which she is? What has it done to make sure that she pulls that sponsors? Because I need to know where the doors that I can go and knock to for good Samaritans to, con- to contribute to noble causes. We've got schools like School and Noble, where we need to, pull, to build just a swimming pool to help black kids to learn how to swim. Because, Rob, there's nothing painful to hear that a black child has drowned. Yep. You don't hear this happening on white kids. But we as black people, we need to make sure that we invest on our children. And one be, of the be, before, that we, before she even answers very quickly, can I, can I, challenge, sure. can I challenge you, Panda? Sure. Tonight, a blank piece of paper, right? Yeah. Take it. Write five bullet points of what okay. you, you can do to change that. Sure. And then tomorrow, okay. come back to me. Tell me what those five bullet points are and how active you can be to make that change and let us make that change, okay? Rob, you've made my day. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, Stondu, we've got a wrap. I've got exactly two minutes. And um, so many fantastic messages. Terry on Twitter also says, I first heard about Nondu uh, from my friends that run with her in KZN. I must say, I didn't, uh, I didn't think that it was possible, and yet she did it. Uh, she's such an inspiration. Big congratulations. I wish I could, do, I could give her all my money to her cause. How can people reach out? How can they be a part of it? Thank you very much, Robert. People can actually contact me on my cell phone, which is 082-839-6442. They can also send an email to Nondu, that is N-O-N-T-U dot Mgabi, M-G-A-B-H-I, at iCloud.com. They can also go on my page, which is www.gobeyondforachild.com. Com. Those Pindeli number, uh, it's 082 Nazog. And one thing I need to thank you for is for being you. One thing I can thank you for is for God bringing you onto this earth. And I hope and I pray that you achieve the goals that you want to and even for yourself. We will ensure that you get to 3.5 million, whichever way it is. We will ensure that that happens. But have a, a, a wonderful rest. You don't bother look on. Not at all. I've made myself a soup. It's <laughs> Oh, Robert, I thank you so much. Thank I am humbled by the support. Oh, anytime, anytime. I mean, you're a superstar and congratulations. Keep leading. I thank you so we'll much. chat to you soon. Chat soon. Bye-bye. Bye.